Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, the founder and child of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Om Aganati Maranda Syanganangana Sarakya Chaksuru Miritam Yana Tajmai Shigirve Namaham. Shri Chaitanya Manobhi Stam Sapi Tam Yana Bhutare Sayam Rapa Karamayam Janati Sarakhanadikam. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadana Shiva Siddhi Gaur Bhakta Binda. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna. Hare Hare. Our talk today is entitled, A Message of Love. Too often, I think you'll agree with me, we judge people without knowing their history. We don't know the struggles they've been through. We don't know how they were raised. All we know is he's unfriendly. She wears strange clothing. They've got tattoos. He has some hang-ups. Truth is, people are the way they are. For a reason. If we took the trouble to know their stories, likelihood we'd be much more forgiving. If we took the trouble to know the battles they fought, the pain that they've endured, the people that have done them wrong, we tend to be a lot more merciful than we are. Instead of seeing people through eyes of judgment, we want to challenge you to start seeing people through eyes of love. In a purport to a verse in the third camp of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Prabhupada says, a person who goes to the temple and worships with great devotion, but does not show sympathy to people in general, is considered third class. A person in Krishna consciousness is always compassionate. He's not satisfied that only he is a devotee, but he tries to distribute knowledge of devotional service to everyone. However, too often we judge people based on their backgrounds. If we're strong in an area where someone else is weak, it's easy to think, I would never do that. I would never be as unfriendly as him. I would never be divorced. I would have never married that person in the first place. Well, can I respectably say that you don't know what you would have done in their situation? You weren't raised in their environment. You haven't been through what they've been through. Carl Gustav Jung, the famous psychologist wrote, thinking is difficult. It's why most people judge. Let me tell you about Teddy. Oh, one person laughed. Teddy was a fifth grader struggling in school. He wouldn't participate in the classroom. He was moody, hard to deal with. His teacher, Mrs. Thompson, said that she loved all her students, but later she would admit that she didn't care much for Teddy at all at first. At Christmas time, the students would all give their teacher a present, and amongst all the nicely wrapped and well-presented gifts, Mrs. Thompson got from Teddy a brown paper bag with an old rhinestone bracelet and a half a bottle of perfume. To keep the other children from laughing out loud and ridiculing Teddy, Mrs. Stoddard made a show of making a big deal of the presents, admiring them. She put on the bracelet, which already had about half the stones missing, smelled the perfume. After school was over, Teddy shyly came up to her and he said, Mrs. Thompson, that bracelet looks good on you, just as it did on my mother. That irked her curiosity. And after school, she went to the file room, look up Teddy's history, and she flipped back to what his first grade teacher had said about him. Quote, the boy has promise, but a bad home situation. She went to his second grade teacher's record. Teddy could do better, but he's distracted by his mother's serious illness. 
The third grade note said that Teddy's mother had died that year. His fourth grade teacher said, Teddy is a slow learner and his father shows no interest in him. Alone there after school in the archives room, Mrs. Thompson began to cry, feel ashamed because she judged Teddy. Next morning, the fifth grade students had a new teacher. She'd seen the light. Mrs. Thompson had exchanged judgmental eyes for eyes of love. She'd come to understand why Teddy was so distracted and unmotivated. She went on to make the boy her personal project, showed him love and encouragement, tutored him and mentored him. She gradually changed the course of his life. A few years later, she got a letter from Teddy. Dear Mrs. Thompson, I graduated high school, second in my class. Four years later, she got another letter from Teddy saying that he had graduated from college. Several more years went by and Mrs. Thompson got one final letter from Teddy. Quote, Dear Mrs. Thompson, I finished my residency and people now call me doctor. My wedding is next month and I wanted you to come and sit in the seat where my mother would have sat had she been alive. We all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. It's not our doing, but the grace of God. Some of us are secure and confident because we had a great family life. We had great parents. I can't judge the actions of someone who wasn't blessed in that same way. If the roles had been reversed, I don't even know if I would have handled it as well as that person. Maybe I'd be struggling with an addiction. Maybe I'd be insecure. Maybe I'd be hard to get along with and angry. But in any case, I'm not going to be critical. I'm going to be understanding. Our message is to cut people some slack. Believe the best in them until you're proven otherwise. When Bye Bobby and I came to Utah Valley in 1980, there were no members of our church living here. No one was here who chanted Hare Krishna. No one was here who wore neck beads. Hardly anyone here had heard of the Bhagavad Gita what to speak of the Srimad Bhagavatam. <laughs> Now, normally, when you plant a new church, it's in an area where there's been a population growth of people who belong to your faith. You're building a church to service pre-existing needs. We were planting a church in an area where 90% of the people were firmly committed to another religion. So we had to make a decision right from the beginning, how are we going to see people and how are we going to treat them? We asked ourselves, Either nobody here is a devotee or everybody here is a devotee. We chose door number two. Rather than seeing everyone as a non-devotee, we made the decision to see everyone as a devotee. We decided to think inclusively rather than exclusively. That worked out pretty well for us. We have two temples built from the ground up, radio station, and one of the most popular spiritual festivals in the world. Someone once complained to me that his boss jumped down his throat that morning. The boss had overreacted to something and went totally overboard in chewing him out. That employee was understandably upset. Later, he learned the man was going through a divorce. Well, that gave the employee a whole new perspective. Instead of taking the boss's criticism personally, he started to make some allowances. Can I tell you that most of the time, if someone's not acting up to par, there's a reason for it. 
We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We don't know the heartache or pain the person may be pushing down. Maybe it's all they can do to keep it together for that day. Now, Krishna puts people like that in our lives, not for us to judge them, but so we can love them back into wholeness. Our question tonight is, where are the healers? Where are the sensitive people who can recognize when someone's hurting? Who will step up? Can I do anything? Can I help in any way? Let's stop judging people and start healing people. I heard about a lady cashier in a grocery store who was short and irritable that day. Some of the customers were short and irritable back to her in return. For her part, she made no bones that she would rather not be at work that day. Her mood was tense and it only got worse when she had a problem with her register. She had to call her manager. Then she had a price check. Meanwhile, the customers stacked up, standing in line, started grumbling and complaining about her bad attitude, and that seemed to make her even more rude. There was a minister in line, and he could tell that she was off, that's no doubt about that, but he could also sense that something deeper was bothering her. Now, he decided to be part of the solution rather than the problem. He said to her, ma'am, I can tell you're stressed about something, and people here are aggravating you all the more. But let me tell you, it'll all work out. God has you in the palm of his hand. Tears began to flow down her cheeks. She told how her daughter was in the hospital. Yesterday, on top of that, her husband had been laid off. The minister asked if he could give her a hug. And other customers, some of them now with tears running down their cheeks, lined up to also give her a hug. One of the customers had a friend who was a nurse at the same hospital where her daughter was. She said she'd call her friend and have her go check on the girl. The whole atmosphere changed once everyone heard her story. Once everyone heard her story, they lost their critical attitude, looked at her with eyes of love. It is said a gentle tongue brings healing. When someone's rude to you and respond in love, that doesn't excuse their behavior, what they're doing was wrong. They may be bitter and rude in their lives because of their own past bad choices and it's their karma catching up to them. They may have brought all of it on themselves, but to me and to you, that really doesn't matter. I've learned that nobody appointed me the judge. I'm not here to straighten everybody out. I'm here to bring healing. I heard about a farmer who had a batch of puppies for sale. They were all healthy for the most part, but there was one little runt of the litter that had crippled back legs. And a boy with braces on his own legs came, looked over the litter, and he paid his $5 for that one undersized puppy with crippled legs. And the farmer asked him, why in the world didn't he pay his hard-earned money for one of the other more healthy pups? And the boy said, this puppy needs someone who understands him. Give people a little bit of room. If you took time to know their stories, you wouldn't be so critical, so high and mighty. And dealing with thousands of people over the years, one thing I can tell you is that 99.9% .9 of people are not bad people. They may have made some poor choices, but they do have good hearts. Most people would like to do what's right. Now, churches, synagogues, mosques, and temples, they should not be museums for displaying perfect people. They should be hospitals to heal the soul. The closest thing to the heart of Krishna is loving him and helping others to do the same. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
Chanting Hare Krishna cleanses the heart and restores us to original Krishna conscious nature. We're originally pure, just like drops of rainwater. But we got off track, like a raindrop gets dirtied when it comes into contact with mind. The chanting revives our original Krishna conscious nature. The devotee who's chanting sees everybody without discrimination. Vidya Vina Sampane Brahmanaga Suni Chaiva Shupachita Pandita Samadarshanam. A devotee, by virtue of true knowledge, sees with equal vision a learned and gentle Brahman, a cow, an elephant, a dog, and even a dog eater. Prabhupada says in the purport to this verse, When a living entity is situated in pure Krishna consciousness, he sees every living being with an equal vision, being fully aware about the constitutional position as part and parcel of the Lord and his eternal servant. Due to being subjected to the reactions of one's activities, the living entities suffer in various species and various material conditions in this world. But factually and originally, we are all eternal, full of bliss and knowledge. Therefore, it is said, be generous with your mercy, but sparing with your criticism. When Krishna was on the planet 5,300 years ago, he benedicted so many miscreants. Kamsas, Potana, Hranyakashipu, Kalya. In an earlier incarnation as Lord Ramachandra, he forgave his stepmother, Kaikei, for sending him into exile in the forest for 14 years. That would have been so easy for him to condemn Kaikei because she caused him 14 years worth of trouble. And instead of judging her, when he came back out of his 14 years of exile, the first person he went up and bowed to and touched feet was his stepmother, Kaikei. Why did Ram do that? Because he knew this principle. The amount of love, mercy, compassion, understanding that you give out will come back to you, multiplied many times over. Bill was a college student known for his wild hair and sloppy dress. He was a straight-A student, very sharp, but just a little bit different. One day, he was inspired to learn more about God. It was a conservative church across the street from campus. The Sunday that Bill decided to check it out, it was packed. And as he moved through the back aisles, looking right and left, he couldn't find a single vacant seat. He was wearing his usual ratty t-shirt, jeans, and sandals. Bill went row by row, but still couldn't find a seat. He reached the front row and just plopped down on the floor. He wasn't trying to be disrespectful. He was doing what he would have done in a crowded classroom. Now, the head deacon was a very distinguished Elderly looking man with silver hair, who wore an expensive suit, walked with a cane, started limping down the main aisle from the back to the front with his eye fixed on where Bill was sitting. Meanwhile, fascinated by the scene playing out in front of him and the commotion starting up amongst the congregation, the minister stopped his sermon and waited for the deacon to reach the front. His expectation was that the elderly gentleman would have little understanding of or sympathy for the undisciplined college student sitting on the floor. Imagine everyone's surprise when the deacon stopped next to Bill, laid his cane on the floor, and with great difficulty lowered himself down to sit next to Bill so that he wouldn't feel all alone. The whole congregation burst into applause. And the preacher said, 
What you just heard in my sermon, maybe you'll remember for a few hours or a few days, but what you just saw will be remembered for the rest of your lives. Our message today is to make sure you see people through eyes of love, not judgment. Don't be critical. Don't write people off. Always give them the benefit of the doubt. Cut them some slack. Consider that they might be going through incredible difficulties, doing the best they can. Be a person who helps lighten the load. You can be a turning point in someone's life. You can be a difference maker. You can be a catalyst for change. If you see people through eyes of love, you will live your life as a healer. You'll lift people up. You'll restore the broken. Let me assure you that when you help others come up higher, Krishna will make sure you also come up higher. For those who are his faithful messengers of love, Krishna, the Lord of love, will smile on you. He'll show you his favor. He'll pour upon you and yours the fullness of blessings in this life. And next life, you'll go back to home, back to God. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Krishna Hare Hare. Hare Rama. Hare Rama. Rama Rama. Hare Hare.